It's the Morning Blitz. What is this, amateur hour? Weekday mornings from 7 to 8 Mountain, 8 to 9 Central, on 1025U Rock and the Rocking M app. Want to hammer out a couple of things here before we wrap up the show. First and foremost, Northwest Tech men's basketball last night. They played against Otero Junior Varsity. They ended a six-game losing streak. 112-43 was the final. Kyle Jones off the bench, 30 points on 11-14 shooting. That's efficient. Uh, Emar Jones also had a big night, career-high 21 points. That ends a six-game losing skin once again. Tech goes into the holiday break with a 4-8 and eight record. Real quick side note here. What are your thoughts on scheduling easy, winnable games throughout the preseason and non-conference for you? It doesn't matter what sport it is or what team it is. What's your thoughts on? Is it good? Is it bad? Uh, I think it does matter what team it is because I I think it. But is it like, good to schedule say, cupcakes or non-cupcakes? Or well, that's, you? That's what I'm saying. It, it depends because if you're say a team like the Colby Trojan women basketball team this year. You you have struggled uh, historically the last two or three years, and it's it's not it's almost like a free throw in a game for a struggling star where you're like it's nice to see one go through the net, uh, it's nice to put one up there and, and just watch it fall, and I think for teams like that that have maybe struggled in the past or are gonna have a down year or a little bit less of experience to squad, I think it's helpful. I think if you're a better team, like, think about Michigan this year. It worked out for them. Their best team in the nation undefeated. <clears throat> but they spent <clears throat> about three quarters of this season trying to, quote, prove themselves because they had played, you know, these garbage teams all year. So I, I think right. it depends who you are. But if you're just, a good team, it, it can frustrate I just, me I a think, little bit. I think, I think there is a give and take. You need to have, like, a couple of games that are some gimmies. A couple of gimme games, like two. And then you need to schedule competition that is equal or a little bit better than yours. So your team is prepared to play the competition they're going to face a majority of the season. That's my opinion on it. Like, you need to, otherwise, you're just not getting mentally and physically prepared, and more importantly, mentally prepared for the type of game you're going to play night in and night out. And I'm talking in a basketball situation. And the same can be said for football. Like, I always love you have, you know, you have three, you have nine conference games in the Big Ten, for example. I think you have nine or eight in the Big 12. Or is it nine? Anyway, let's just say there's a nine-game schedule of conference games in football. You have three games to schedule you want. Give me two cupcakers and one very interesting game. Get yourself some experience. You need to have a good mix Uh and you're right, it really does depend on your team. But, you know, I, just, I look at, like, Colby and Northwest Tech, basketball program, doesn't matter if it's men or women, struggled here early on because, against the Jayhawk teams. You know, did we did we play it? And I'm, are the coaches going back and wondering, well, did we play enough tough competition in the preseason get ourselves ready for this? Did we not? You know, I, I don't know. And maybe it has nothing to do with that at all. That could be it. Um, anyway, Tech men win last night, 112-43 over Otero Junior Varsity. And they are done before until the new year. Uh, also yesterday, K-State junior uh, forward Arthur Kaluma selected Big 12 Player of the Week. Kansas State left guard Cooper Beebe. Uh, more, two more All-American designations. So he continues to add to his amazing showing there. Uh, also in baseball, Will Smith uh, is going back to the Kansas City Royals on a one-year $5 million deal. Could possibly be the closer for the Royals. Uh, he had 22 saves last year for the World Series champion Texas Rangers. 
And then, of course, Monday Night Football last night. Very interesting night. As I mentioned off the top of the show, Monday Night Football usually gets some real stinkers. But last night had two couple classics, a couple of winners pretty much at the gun. The Giants win 24-22 on a last-second field goal by the guy they call Fat Randy, Randy Bullock. Uh, and they were led down the field by the great Tommy Cutlets, Tommy DeVito. Oh, man, and I love all the mafia stuff going on in the crowd. Gosh, that was great. It was so much fun to watch. Absolutely loved it. Thank you, Tommy DeVito. I hope you stick around in the NFL and stay in the York Giant for a while. It's Did great. Did you see his, his agent? Yes, his agent the with, the, with, the, with the mafia. He's got this pinstripe, pinstripe suit, suit with the, the little thin, thin brim fedora. The fe- it, was, <laughs> it was a look. It, it was. was a look for sure. It, was it, fit, so good. it fit the Italian stallion oh. uh, who just, yeah, took it to Green Bay. And hey, I mean, two teams, his name, his two teams his, winning. His numbers weren't great. I mean, 17 and no, 21 is no. great. 158 yards is not. But one touchdown and no turnovers, that's big. And you want to ride Saquon Barkley anyway. I will say, watching that ball game, while his numbers didn't look great, you had a feeling that he was just doing like the perfect thing that you want out of a guy who's essentially a backup filling in, and you know, who a team who's playing well right now. He's just not making mistakes. He's just making out there, making good, solid throws. His one touchdown was beautiful. That step up and the slide along the right side and kind of fits it into the back of the end zone in the corner. Beautiful ball. And I think he was just playing the perfect, like not make mistakes type of game. He, he kept uh, the, the giants in it and in control. And uh, you had two teams winning last night and the Titans and the giants that ultimately th- neither are eliminated. Both have chances to make the playoffs, but realistically are, are kind of out of the hunt as we sit right now. And both, both, kicked in teams that are desperate for wins Miami in particular in terms of the seeding and the Packers everybody is at six and seven so they needed a win bad and and it's got to feel good to kind of take it from from teams that you know want it real bad I mean that game last night from the Dolphins perspective it actually helped like the Chiefs for example you know because the Dolphins lose it helps the Chiefs and the Dolphins it was the first time since 1976 that a team that was favored by over two touchdowns lost, you know, and they were leading by two touchdowns with three minutes left to play. I mean, what a comeback by Will Levis, who threw for 327 and a touchdown. Derrick Henry had two touchdowns. Um, but, I mean, that, that was an embarrassment from the Dolphins right there. That was sad. It was real sad. Was, that lead, that late, that big a lead, that late to lose it is not, that's a bad look. Terrible look. It was almost an embarrassment for the Titans who imploded. They were right in this ball game. Oh, I know. And, and they turned it over. Played, <laughs> oh my gosh. They nearly had just an incredibly embarrassing end of that ball game. And then they flipped the script and whatever it was, two minutes, 30 something. And, you know, we're right back on them. I thought that was, I thought it was done realistically. I, I did too. I, I, I went and did something else for a minute. I came back. I'm like, what? They lead? Oh, nuts. All right, let's get to the walk-off. A three-run walk-off home run. A game-winning walk-off with a walk-off. His second walk-off hit of the season. In walk-off fashion, that baby's gone. As we hit earlier in the show, tonight catch Colby High School Basketball, their home opener. They host the Longhorns of Holcomb. That uh, game on 100.3, the ride, 6 o'clock. Is that what you're trying to say with those 6 o'clock start time with the girls? <laughs> yep, tip-off at 6 for the girls. Pre-game coverage starts at what? Follow. 
pregame starts uh, at what time? At about 5.40. 5.40. There you go. Pregame with Christian Peck Demet. 100.3 by Colby Holcomb. Some other games tonight in the region include St. Francis hosting Wheatland Grinnell. Oakley hosts Hayes TMP. Decatur Community at Hill City. Triplanes Brewster at Greeley County. Rollins County at Dundee County Stratton up in Nebraska. And then Wallace County hosts Weskin. Um, so those are your games on tonight's local sports docket. Good luck to all the area athletes. Christian Peck Demet sent me a tweet last night or a text last night, which I found to be very funny. <laughs> you know, his his beloved Pistons are great. on a or zero and twenty in their last twenty games. They're going to get the number one pick. Should they select Caitlin Clark as the number one selection? Christian thinks she's better than half their team. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it's been a bad time to be a Pistons fan. To be honest, the last probably what has it been? Fifteen years has been a bad fifteen years to be a Pistons fan. I would just love to see Caitlin Clark get drafted. I think that'd be hilarious if they're like, you know what? She's better than half our team. Let's just, let's do it. But I don't know. We're not going to see that happen, but it'd be funny if it did. Anyway, that'll do it for our show today. For Christian Peck Demet, I'm Ross Volkmer. Thank you for listening. We're back again tomorrow in 23 hours. We'll see you then. It's been The Blitz.